0: The first two days will be the most dangerous. Remain within your inner refuge, no matter how uncomfortable it may be. If you have to leave your inner refuge for water, food, or sanitation, make sure your time outside in the fallout room is as brief as possible. Do not leave the fallout room under any circumstances.
1: How long's it been? Hang on, I'll look. It's just gone eleven... So, it's about 12 hours.
2: Albert, do you think we should look outside? We're not supposed to, love. Remember? A fallout. But what if Raymond's come? He'll be wondering where we've got to. We'd have heard his car, dear. Yes, I suppose so. Could I have another one of those pills?
1: You still got that headache?
2: Yes, it's worse now.
1: You're not meant to take more than two every four hours. You'll have to wait, I'm afraid. Uh, what's
3: he
2: like, your Raymond? What's he like? What does he do? Oh, something with computers. He's tried explaining it to us, but it's too complicated. Computers are the future. He's always said he studied them at university. We've got a photo of him somewhere. Excuse me. Ow! Hey, careful. Squeezed in here. Sorry, love. Can you pass me that book by your shoulder? Which shoulder? Oh, sorry. Left Yeah. There. That's our Raymond and Joanna at their wedding. He's very handsome. It was only a small do. Raymond's never been one for making friends. We were ever so happy when he found Joanna, weren't we?
1: Two proper lovebirds
2: they were. Just like us at their age. Oh, I wish I had the photos from our wedding to show you, Ace, but they're upstairs. Yeah, I remember seeing them. He always looked so dashing in his uniform. He even wrote me a poem once. No one had ever written me a poem before. Peggy, you're embarrassing me. You shouldn't be embarrassed. It was very good. I think I might be able to go to sleep now.
4: Me too. What about you, Higgs? Yeah. There's not exactly a lot to stay awake for. Yes?
2: Yeah,
3: I'm shattered. Good night, Albert. Peggy. Good night.
4: Good night.
5: (laughs) Oh.
1: Just had a thought. Me, going to sleep next to a young woman.
2: And me, going to sleep next to a young man.
1: See you in the morning, love. See you in the
5: morning.
0: After two days, the danger from fallout will be reduced and it will be relatively safe for you to spend time outside your inner refuge. But it will not be safe for you to leave your fallout room. (sighs)
4: <sighs> Good to stretch my legs at least Cooped up in there Just getting cramped
3: Peggy, how are you feeling today? Still a bit
1: shivery
4: That's just a stress, love Where's you out?
2: And I was sick in the night, twice
4: Lucky we've got our own private nurse to look after you
2: Yeah,
4: you just try and get some rest
2: oh, I've been lying down for two days I'm fed up with rest What I need is fresh air We all do Sitting in the dark does your
3: head in
4: tell me about it.
3: It's not my fault you can't see, Hex.
4: No, it's my own stupid fault. That's the worst thing about it. Well, the second worst, after not being able to see. Calm down, lad. Calm down? For all we know, we're the last four people left. We survived. There will
3: be other survivors.
4: Oh, and you're sure of that, are you? Just like you were sure that the Doctor would turn up and rescue us. He will. Well, he's taking his time about it. That's all I can say. The Doctor will find us. When? After a week? A month? A year? Assuming we're still alive by then. Assuming the Doctor's still alive. The lad does have a
1: point. If your friend was out there... He wasn't
4: out there. I don't know where he is, but he wasn't out there. Ace, he vanished from the TARDIS. For all we know, he's been kidnapped by... What's the TARDIS? It's like our spaceship. We travel in time and space. Hex! We might as well tell them. What difference will it make? You travel through time in a spaceship? Yeah. You know that police box you saw us in? That was it. Bit small, wasn't it? It's bigger on the inside. It moves by disappearing from one place and reappearing somewhere else. So where do you go in this TARDIS of yours? All over. Different times, different planets.
2: And is that where you're from? A different
3: planet? I'm from this time, more or less Hex is from the future
4: So you know what's going to happen If this is all in the past, to you? I'm afraid not This isn't my past
2: What does he mean, Albert?
4: In the history we come from There were all these uprisings in Eastern Europe But the Soviet president was a guy called Gorbachev His attitude was that if these people wanted out He wasn't going to stand in their way
5: and so
3: the Soviet Union split up and they pulled down the Berlin Wall. Pulled down the Berlin
2: Wall? Yes. That's what should be happening right now. Have to say, I much prefer your version of history. But if that's what's supposed to happen, then why hasn't it? I don't know.
4: <laughs> Something to do with Crutchkov being in charge.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Albert. <coughs> I need a Peggy, it's all right. It doesn't matter. A <coughs> mouth. It, it's blood. Becomes a bleeding.
4: One of the first symptoms of radiation sickness. All the time we spent in the inner refuge, it wasn't enough. The radiation's in here with us. We've all received a lethal dose.
3: How are they now?
4: I can still feel Peggy's pulse, but it's weak. Albert's having respiratory problems. How did he look to you? Ace?
3: I'm doing my best. The torch is dying on me. Their skin's red. covered in blisters.
4: I haven't got long left. What about you? Me? You don't have to put on a act for me. What about you?
3: Well, I've looked better. Weirdest thing is that when I woke up, there was a lot of hair on my pillow. Let me tell you, the skinhead look doesn't suit me.
4: (laughs) I wish you could see it. What time is it now?
3: Mm, About four o'clock.
4: Morning or night?
3: Morning, I I think.
4: So we've been down here a week?
3: I suppose so. What? Albert? Albert? It's all right. He's right next to you. Who are you? Are you the nurse? I'm Ace. Remember? Water, please. Water. Here. Careful. Drink it slowly. (coughs) Thank you. It's
4: all right, Peggy.
3: The doctor will be here soon. He'll save us. I know he will.
4: Well, he'd better get a move on, because in a couple of more days, there won't be anyone left to save That's it. Deep, slow breaths. Why
2: well, haven't they come back? What if they never come back?
4: They will. Your husband's safe with Ace. She saved my life more times than I can remember.
2: Are you in her? Room?
4: Oh no. <laughs> She'd have me for breakfast. Anyway, there's never any time for stuff like that when you're travelling with the Doctor. The Doctor? A mate of ours. We travel around together. Oh, we did. Did? We seem to have lost them somewhere down the line. Or he lost us.
1: Are you all right? Just a smoke.
3: This must be where the blast came in. The windows are completely gone. No fires, though.
1: Look outside. mushroom cloud. That's the RAF base. It's about 20 miles away. Must have been a target. The cloud? It must be a mile high. I can't hear any birds. They've killed all the birds. Albert? And the apple tree.
3: Albert, listen to me. Was there anything else we had to do while we were out here?
1: Oh, oh, I can't think.
3: Someone's shooting.
1: No. That's the fallout warning. We have to get back to the inner refuge. You are not to mention any of this to Peggy. Any of it. You understand?
0: After a nuclear explosion, there will be a cloud of deadly dust called fallout. It can be carried by winds for hundreds of miles before falling to the ground. The radiation from this dust... Cannot be seen, felt, or smelt. But exposure to it, even for a few minutes, can cause sickness and even death.
2: So, this friend of yours is still out there?
4: Don't know. I suppose so.
2: Like our Raymond.
4: Now, don't you go upsetting yourself.
2: If they've dropped a bomb here, goodness
4: knows what they've done to London. Listen to me. You've got to be strong. Because you don't know, he's he's probably on his way.
1: Oh. It's all right, love.
4: It's all right. Albert! Ace, what's it like up there?
1: It's not actually that bad. A few broken windows, that's all. Isn't that right, Ace?
2: Yeah, that's right. Oh, I, I thought it would be more than that from the sound. What are you doing? Silling the inner refuge. We'll have to sit tight in here now. Oh, my throat's all dry. Could do with a cup of tea.
1: Peggy, love, we've no way of boiling the
2: water. I suppose not. Could you pass one of those bottles, Hex? You're going to have to give me a bit more to go on.
4: By your head. Oh, right. Got one. yeah.
1: Oh. Mm. Be careful, love. That's got to last.
3: Oh. <sighs> Hex, you still can't see?
4: Not a thing.
3: Don't worry. When the Doctor gets here, he'll sort you out.
2: I wish I had your faith. I'm sorry? Who are you talking about? They have a friend called the Doctor. The Doctor? And I
3: know that wherever he is, he'll be doing his best to find us. bolted. Ace, I can't see. I can't see the stairs. Just keep holding my shoulders. Step. 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 Needy there. Albert. It's all right, love.
1: I'm here beside you.
3: Bodge up in there. Here he comes. <laughs> oh. Everyone all right? Albert! I'm
1: fine. Ah, it's good. at the clappers, though.
2: Peggy? I don't like
1: it. Make it stop. Hush. It's all right, dear. I'm with you. Albert, I'm shaking. That's just a shock, Peggy, love. That's all. Hex,
3: what about you?
4: Still can't see anything.
3: Oh, none of us can. It's pitch black
1: down here.
4: Hold on. I've got a torch here somewhere.
1: Here it is. We can only use it for a few minutes. We mustn't waste it.
3: Hex, can you see the light? What light? The one I'm shining directly in your eyes.
4: No. I'm never going to see you again, am I?
3: <sighs> I did tell you not to look.
4: Thanks for the sympathy.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Try not to worry about it. It's probably only temporary.
1: Yeah, and if it's not... Albert, where are you going? I've got to check upstairs.
3: No! You'll die up there? Your wife's right, Albert.
1: No, it's in the leaflet. After the attack, there'll be a brief period before fallout descends. Use this time to check your home for small fires and damage.
3: OK, I'll go with you.
2: Hex, I you...
1: I know, I know. Wait here.
2: No, Albert, don't leave me. I'll
1: oh, be back before you know it. Hex will look after you. Oh,
2: I want you home.
1: Come on, Ace. I'll go first. You stay close behind. And careful where you're treading on the steps. <coughs> you sure this is safe? <laughs> if it says so in the leaflet, it must be. Oh,
3: the wallpaper, it's all blackened and shriveled.
1: Good job Peggy can't see what's happened to the carpet.
3: <coughs> oh, where do we look first?
1: Living room.
3: <coughs> oh, the TV, all the plastic and metal is fused together. The force of the wind must have put out any fires.
1: The photos on the mantelpiece of our wedding day. The glass has melted. Even the photos.
3: Come along, can't hang around here. Where next?
0: If the all clear has not been sounded, and anyone dies while you are in the fallout room... Move the body to another room in the house. Wrap the body in polythene, paper or blankets and label it with name and address. However, if the body has been in the house for more than five days, you should bury the body outside.
3: Okay, it's open. Now, lift! I'm trying. He was a heavy guy. On my word. Now! To me, that's it Follow the sound of my voice To me Okay You can put
4: him down now I can't believe how knuckered I am My arms are killing me
3: We'll go downstairs Get our energy back Then get Peggy
4: Okay, good plan What's it like outside?
3: Grey Can't see the sky It's all misted over There's a sort of ash over everything. Like it's been snowing.
4: Maybe it has. It's freezing. Oh, yeah. And we thought it was cold and... Another attack?
3: No. It's a single note. Hex, it's the all-clear.
0: When there is no immediate danger of air attack or fallout, an all-clear warning will sound and you may resume. Normal activities.
4: Normal activities? They've got to be joking. Yeah, for all we know. We're the only people left alive. Except whoever's making all the radio announcements.
3: Oh, they're all pre-recorded. That doesn't mean anything.
4: Hang on a minute. Just before the attack, I thought all the communications were knocked out. Yeah, by an electromagnetic pulse. So how come we can still hear these announcements? Where's the radio? Kitchen, I think. Here. I'll guide you.
3: Mind the step? Thanks. The whole place has been gutted.
4: Except for the radio. That's impossible. The explosion couldn't destroy everything else and leave it intact. Then someone must have left it here. Who? I don't know.
3: must be running on battery power. I don't believe it. What is it? There aren't any batteries. It's empty.
4: But we heard it. We heard the voice of the announcer.
3: Hex, we were in the basement for nine days and it never occurred to any of us to notice that there was anything strange about the fact that the radio was still working.
4: Well, we had other stuff to worry about.
3: For nine days? No. Something was preventing us from noticing. And there's something else. Listen.
4: I can't hear anything.
3: The wind stopped. Not even a breeze.
4: It's back now. Yes,
3: but it's changed. The wind was blowing into the house through where the windows used to be.
4: Yeah, I remember. And it's coming from the opposite direction.
0: What's going on with the radio?
4: Hex, I think I know what's happening. You do? Well, you wouldn't mind letting me on in it,
3: would you? Everything's being rewound. Time is running backwards. What is it? Albert's body. It's gone.
1: You go along the living room wall, same side as the stairs.
3: Hex, we can't just go along with
4: things. Then what do you suggest?
3: Think. What would the doctor do if he was here?
4: I don't know. He'd probably be working on some incredibly complicated plan, which he can't tell us about because it all depends on us doing his dirty work without realising. Hex! Maybe that's what he's done here. Maybe this is another one of his plans. And we just haven't been let in on the secret yet. There's no need to be like that. Like what? The doctor doesn't trust us. Never has. He does. No, he trusts us to do whatever he wants. He doesn't trust us enough to tell us what he's up to. Excellent.
1: Are you going to help me with these boxes or not? Yeah. Yeah. In
3: a minute. No, wait. Maybe that's it. Maybe if we do things differently, we can break out of the time loop.
1: Won't do any good, my dear. You can't stop the bomb. Time marches on, no matter what.
3: Well, it's got to be worth a try. Hex?
4: Yeah, I'm in. So what do we do?
0: You must also prepare the rest of your house to limit the damage from heat and blast.
4: Ah, yes.
3: what are you doing? Getting rid of the paint. Now, you can't whitewash the windows. But the radio says... You don't always have to do what the radio tells you, you know.
0: Inside your fallout room,
4: you should prepare an inner refuge. I spent all morning filling those boxes. And now I'm emptying them. But if we don't prepare the inner refuge... What? What difference will it make? We'll die. You're going to die anyway, so why not live a little first?
0: You will need to store enough food and water in your fallout room for each member of your family for 14 days. Choose foods which can be eaten cold and which are tinned or well...
2: What are you trying to do? Mess things up. Throw out the system. Stick a spanner in the works. You don't think we haven't already tried
3: that? Well, maybe you didn't try hard enough.
0: Turn off the gas and electricity. The gas and electric? I'd almost
3: forgot. You don't have to do what the radio... Hang on. In the This announcement.
0: It's being
3: building, played earlier than it was
0: last time. Ground. What do you mean? Events are speeding up. Hex! Floor, room, or take Hex
3: I think panic. I've got it. Stay what we're doing, far. it's affecting the radio the broadcast test. somehow. By trying to break the pattern, we're making things happen faster. Point. How? The radio isn't just telling us what's going to happen; it's making things happen. Isn't that right, Peggy? It won't make any difference.
4: There's nothing you can do. You'll be surprised what I can do. How do you suggest we stop it? You can't take out the batteries. It doesn't have any batteries. Then we
0: smash it to pieces. This is not a test. Attack uh, warning. Uh, 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 Oh, Fold out. It's no good. It won't break. Do not panic. Can anyone screw it or something? Give us a knife. This is not a test.
3: I think I've got it.
6: Air attack. Ah, yes! Nothing you do can alter or delay the course of events. The doctor? What has happened, will happen, must happen. The time loop will continue until I return and deactivate it. Until then, you must remain here and learn what it is to be human. Find out how it feels to suffer as a human suffers. Find out how it feels to fear as a human fears. Find out what it feels like to die.
3: Hex, you stay at the top of the stairs.
4: What's going on down there?
3: It's Albert and Peggy. They're both asleep.
4: So time's gone back to the point when they were still alive? Ace? What's happening? Albert and Peggy.
3: They're moving about. Backwards. But they can't see me. They're like ghosts. Or long exposure
4: photographs. What was that? The fallout warning. And we're back upstairs, in the kitchen. So now it's just after the explosion?
3: The cooker, the microwave, they're they're all sucking the smoke from the air. They're all on fire, but the fire is returning them to normal. Hex, watch out! Watch out for what? All the fires have gone out. The glass is reforming in the windows. Outside the blast cloud, it's rushing away from us. It's over. Not quite.
4: see! I can see again! And listen, even the birds are back! Never mind the birds! I thought I was blinded for life! Ought to bloom a miracle! Hey,
3: the clouds, there's something weird about them. Time's still going backwards, and getting faster! Albert and Peggy, they're back! Taking the whitewash off the windows, returning the water to the taps carrying boxes of earth all to the basement and
4: shoveling them back into the ground we're back back at the point where we first arrived what the hell is going on here
3: isn't it obvious we're stuck in a time loop if this is when we first arrived then the
4: TARDIS should still be here come on nope no sign of it maybe we've gone back too far Maybe we haven't landed yet.
3: Yeah, or when the TARDIS vanished, it left this place never to return. This place? Wherever we are, Hex, this isn't Earth. Not our Earth. Then what is it? Hello?
4: It's all happening over again, like when we first got here.
3: Then that settles it. The TARDIS isn't coming back.
4: You mean that
1: police box of yours? The one you arrived in?
3: Albert, you remember? You know who we are?
1: Of course I know who you are Just because we got back to square one That doesn't mean we
0: forget Your first priority is to make a fallout room To protect you from radioactive fallout
2: Yes, we go through the, the same ten days over and, over and over again and The same ten if days
1: The day before the war Then the explosion Then nine days
2: in the fallout room And then we die Then we go back to the start and do it all again
3: then why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you warn us that would happen? Well, there
4: didn't seem to be any point, to be honest.
1: After all, you'd be finding out for yourself soon enough.
4: I thought I was permanently blinded. I thought we were all dying. And you didn't want to spoil the surprise. How about a cup of tea? You can do your own milk and sugar. I don't want tea. I want answers. Answers?
2: Where are we? What's going on here? Well, I suppose you would say we're in a kind of prison. A prison. But what is it? Some sort of virtual reality?
1: It's hard to explain. It's like a dimension all of itself,
3: a parallel universe.
2: Not a whole universe, not even a whole planet. Just us, and our house, and everything you see around us. And then, only for ten days. Use
4: thick, dense OK, if this is a prison, then why computer. are you two here?
2: Well, that's just it, dear. We don't know. Haven't the faintest...
4: You must
3: have some Timber, idea. Who made sounds. this place? Who put you here?
2: It's rather hard to say. It was all so long ago. Try all
1: I can remember is that it was evil. Utterly evil.
2: Yes. It would have to have been for it to have created this place and put us here.
3: But this evil, what was it? Some kind of creature?
2: Yes, I
4: think so. Then what did it look like?
3: It was all so long ago. You keep saying that. How long have you been here?
2: Oh, it must be a hundred years. Yes, a hundred years at least. If not two.
3: This evil decided you should be forced to relive World War Three for a whole century.
2: Oh no.
1: No. We're forced to relive World War Three
2: forever. Forever? For all eternity. Round and round we go. But there must be some way out. There must be. If there is, we've never managed to find it. We were rather hoping you would tell us.
4: How are we supposed to know? We just landed here by accident. We're not even meant to be here.
2: Well, can't
1: you leave the same way you came?
4: No. The TARDIS is gone. And we don't have any
2: way of getting it back? Oh, dear. Then it rather looks like you're going to be trapped here with us. Doesn't it?
1: Come back, dear. Who is it? Is it? Oh, love, it's a young gentleman, Hex, and he's her
2: uh, friend, Ace. Why do young people have to have such funny
1: names? You can hardly talk, love. You wouldn't have me in the house if I started going round calling
2: you Margaret. That's different. <laughs> Everybody's always called me Peggy, and I don't like that name. Reminds me of that woman.
3: Nice to meet you, Peggy.
2: They were wondering if they might use our telephone. Well, they're welcome to try, but I can't even get through to our dock now.
1: They said the phone's only for emergencies. I hardly think calling your sister
2: counts. I suppose whatever these young people need the telephone for is an emergency. It is, yes, I'm afraid. In that case, follow me.
3: Thank you, you're very kind. Nice place you've got here.
1: Yes.
4: We've been here for five years, ever since I retired. you don't mind me asking, though, why are you digging up your lawn? You Decided to go for vegetables? No. It's to fill the cardboard boxes. To what? We're
1: supposed to pile them up against the walls of our fallout room to keep
4: out the radiation. What did you just say?
3: Hello? Is there anyone there? Hello? Hello? No luck, dear. No, I'm not even getting an engaged tone.
2: Yes, it's been like that for the last hour. I expect one of the wires has come down. We're always getting cut off in storms. Has there been a storm? No. Odd, that. I'm sorry if you can't phone your friends. Would a cup of tea help? Oh, yeah, that would be lovely. Thank you. Ace, you're never going to believe... Feet! On the newspapers. Sorry. It's bad enough with Albert without everyone else tramping dirt in. I was just making some tea. Would you like a cup? What? Er, yeah, Uh, that'd be fantastic. Well, I don't know about fantastic, but I'll do my best.
4: Ace, there's something going on here. Something weird.
2: You're telling me? The phone's
3: dead.
4: Dead? Who were you trying to call anyway? Unit. What do you mean, something weird? The old fella out there. He says he's building a fallout shelter. A fallout shelter? Yeah, like in a nuclear war.
0: Your first priority is to make a fallout room to protect you from radioactive fallout. This should be in the room in your home which is furthest away from the exterior walls and roof. If you have a basement, use that.
2: Here you go, love. You can do your own milk and sugar. Peggy. Your husband said he's building a fallout shelter. Oh, that. Waste of time, if you ask me, but he says we have to be prepared. You think there's going to be a nuclear war? No, but it doesn't matter what I think. The government says we have to. They even put a leaflet through our front door. Can I see this leaflet? Didn't you get one? I think Albert had it. What's that, love? The leaflet, the one from the government. Have you got it?
4: Here. What's the matter? Protect and survive what to do to make you and your family as safe as possible in the event of a nuclear attack.
3: I think I heard about that once in a documentary. It was a thing in the early 80s. But the leaflets were never sent out, I'm sure.
2: No, dear, we got this one through. When was it? The day before yesterday. That's right. Maybe they haven't sent them out yet where you live.
0: Use thick, dense materials to make the walls of your fallout room thicker to protect against radiation. Use bricks, concrete blocks... Timber or boxes of earth and sand.
3: But why? Why are you
2: building the shelter? Because it's our best chance if the worst comes to the worst. Haven't you seen the news? No. I'm afraid of being a bit busy. Both of you? Uh, yes. What do you do, by the way? I'm a nurse
4: and Aesia Well she I travel
2: a lot. So tell us, what's been happening in the news? We don't have time to sit around talking all day. I've got to tape up the windows now, but still has to move the boxes. Look, how about Ace and I help you out? Might as well make ourselves useful while we're here. Well, I suppose an extra pair of hands would come in useful. Well, then. Boxes is in the garden, lad.
3: Go on, Hex. You could do with beefing up a bit.
2: Oh, I'll go bake a cake. Right then, young lady, windows it is. Reckon I've got a spare penny somewhere. Pinny? You don't want to be getting your clean things, Mucky. All right, whatever. But while
3: we're about it, you can tell us everything that's been going on. Whoa! We made it! If you're going to make a crack about women drivers,
4: I should warn you, I've got a baseball bat in my room. I wasn't going to say a word, though I've learned one thing today. What's that? That the TARDIS has a spin cycle.
3: Ha <laughs> ha, very
4: funny. Well, we're on air. That's something to be grateful for. Come on, let's get some fresh air. We could always stay put. That cloister gong shut up. Bell, You can stay here if you like. I'm going outside.
3: <sighs> oh, it's a bit chilly. You might want to get your coat.
4: No, it's all right. I live. Once you felt the Antarctic wind in your keks, you kinda get a different perspective on the whole cold thing. Suit yourself.
3: We'll try that cottage. It can't be more than half a mile.
4: Someone likes to get away from it all. Still, looks 20th century. Telephone wires, but no satellite dish.
3: Yeah, and I'm guessing this is the guy who lives there.
1: Hello?
4: Can I help you? Yeah, uh, maybe you can. We're a bit lost. Lost? Yeah,
1: we've
3: kind of gone on holiday by accident.
1: But you don't have bank packs.
4: What about your tents?
3: A uh, hex was being chased by a bullet and threw our stuff at it to distract it. Hey,
4: I wasn't the one who was screaming.
3: I think you'll find it was you who was doing the screaming, like a little girl.
1: But you don't have hiking boots. If you don't mind me saying, you don't seem to have come out very prepared. Yeah,
4: next year we're doing skeggy, definitely.
3: You wouldn't be able to point us in the direction of the nearest town, would you?
1: You're a bit out of look, I'm afraid. Nearest is Emden Bridge. I take miles. If you don't mind me asking, what were you doing inside that thing? What thing? The police box. I saw you getting out. I haven't seen one of these for years. Though, should they be blue, I don't remember
4: ever seeing a white one before. Ace, I think it's time we told this good gentleman the truth. The truth? The thing is, I'm due to get married tomorrow, and last night was my stag do. And my hilarious mates, well, as a joke, they must have waited until I was out cold and then locked me up in that police box. Because the next thing I know, I'm waking up inside it with this young lady here.
3: Hex.
1: In my day, we just spent the evening playing dominoes.
4: Yeah, I'm kind of wishing that's what we'd done too. So this young lady here,
3: she would be, um... The innocent victim of a cruel prank. So, if you could see your way clear to giving us a lift, we'd be dead
4: grateful.
1: Well, I don't know about a lift, but you're welcome to use the telephone.
4: Oh, thanks. That'd be great help.
1: I'm um, Albert, by the way. Albert Marsden. And you, uh, Hex?
4: Yeah, short for Hector. Thomas Hector Schofield. And your friend's name?
3: Call me Ace.
4: Ace? Yeah. She wouldn't tell me a real name either.
3: Ace! What the hell's going on? What makes you think I have any idea? One minute I'm getting my
4: head down for a kip. The next, all the lights have gone out and the whole place is lurching like a bucking bronco, making a noise like a steam engine giving birth.
3: You're welcome to look at the controls. See if you can make any sense of them.
4: Well... Those are the warning lights, right? Only, I've never seen them all up but once before. What's that? Doesn't sound good. It's not.
3: It means the TARDIS is in serious trouble and that the pilot should get to the control room ASAP! The Doctor? Yeah, wh- where is he? I don't know, but if he's not answering the cloister bell, that can only mean one thing. The Doctor is not in the TARDIS.
4: room, or the games room, or the
3: gym, or the sauna, or the... Li- he's not on board, Hex. Internal scan registers only two life forms in the TARDIS, you and me. So the doctor's done a bunk? He wouldn't leave us, not unless he was forced to. You mean he's been kidnapped? Great, the doc's been kidnapped. Well, that explains the cloister bell. It's the TARDIS's way of letting us know he's been
4: abducted. Well, it doesn't explain why everything else has gone haywire, though. Hex, panicking isn't going to help the situation. no. Well, I'm sorry, Ace, but I can't think of anything better to do under the circumstances. If the Doctor's not on board, then it's up to us to try to sort things out. And how do you suggest we do that? Play a game of TARDIS console lucky dip until something happens. You press all the red buttons and I'll press all the green ones.
3: These are the controls that deal with materialisation. If I can land the TARDIS, we might be able to get help.
4: Yeah, good luck with that. Landon is somewhere with the TARDIS Repair Service. Well, do you have any better ideas? No. Like I said, panicking was my best one.
3: Well, I'm going to try and materialise. Are you going to try and stop me?
4: No. No, you go for it, doll. Watch it, Mush. (sighs) Alright, here goes. Doesn't the Doctor normally press that switch first? Pegs! He presses that switch last! No, that's for takeoffs. He presses it first for Landon's...
3: Look, if this doesn't work, you can have a go. But until then, let me get on with it. These buttons here, then that switch there.
2: How's my brave soldier? Oh, you've dug quite a trench there. I've been at it half a morning. Oh, it's a spot. You just be careful. I don't want you tramping mud all over the carpet.
1: Don't worry. I'll put some newspaper down first.
2: When you've done that, you can do the windows. Blink it, Peg.
1: Eh? You're a great slave driver today. the day.
2: I know you, Albert Marsden. Give another a chance, you would be in that potting shed of yours with your feet up, snoring to the high heavens. You finished with that cup?
1: Yeah, give me a chance. All done.
2: That's the eighth one today. Cup of tea? No. Aircraft.
1: Wonder where they're going. Haven't seen any coming back.
2: Hope they don't. I could do with a bit of peace and quiet... What about me? Out here in the freezing cold. Took me years to get that lawn looking nice. Now look at it. Well, you could just stay away from my herbaceous borders. I tried calling Raymond again. No answer? I was hoping to get through to that answering machine of his, but it just keeps going bleep bleep
1: at me. They did say there might be some trouble with the lines. They want them clear for emergencies.
2: Isn't me worrying about my son and daughter-in-law an emergency? No, love. You know it's not. come here. Oh, no. Don't you try hugging me. Not with those dirty hands.
1: They'll be all right. Our Raymond's got a good head on his shoulders.
2: You don't think he's already left to join us up here?
1: Not without falling first.
2: But he might not have been able to phone first. Well... He'll come when he comes. But what if he never comes?
1: He said he'd come. He promised us.
2: Only it's been so long. He should have been here by now. Then we'll just have to keep on waiting, won't we? I don't think he's ever coming. Don't give up. We can't give up. Then what else can we do? We just have to keep on hoping. That's all. What's that?
1: Wait there. I'll go and look. All those boxes that go along the living room wall. Same side as the stairs.
4: Same side as the stairs. Got you. You think there's really going to be a war? I don't know. I think the
1: politicians are damn fool enough to do anything. Particularly our lot. And you think this shelter's going to make a difference? Well, that's what the government is saying. You know what I think? I think it's just a big bluff. A bluff? We've got to show the Ruskies that we're serious. We're not going to back down. That's why they've sent out the leaflets. To show them we mean business.
2: I'm trying to think back to how it all started. Look, here, love, you hold the chair while I get the net curtains. You sure you don't want me to do it? No, no, they're my curtains. Then you can help me put them in the airing cupboard... I don't want them getting any paint on them. Paint? What paint?
0: You must also prepare the rest of your house to limit the damage from heat and blast. Remove anything flammable, such as net curtains, newspapers and magazines. You should then coat the windows with diluted white paint to reflect the heat flash.
2: Yes, that was it. It was all something to do with the uprisings they were having in all those eastern bloc countries like Poland and Hungary and Czechoslovakia. Yeah, I remember. There were all the protests for democracy. Well, the Russian president, he told them all to go home. And when they didn't, he sent in the tanks.
1: I remember seeing it on the news. they just opened fire on the demonstrators. Even the children. At the orders of the Soviet president. What? Gorbachev. No! General Secretary Vladimir Khrushchev. I remember the name because he sounded like a James Bond villain. And then there were more demonstrations in East Germany along the Berlin Wall, and so the Russians went into West
2: Berlin to restore order. Or so they said. But this meant all the American bases in West Berlin were now controlled by the Russians, so the Americans gave the Russians an ultimatum. And
1: then one of our satellites spots that there are Soviet tanks gathering on the border with West Germany at a town called Helmstedt. For defence, the Soviets say. But by then it's too late, as the Americans have dropped a bomb on
2: it. What
1: they call a battlefield nuclear weapon.
2: That was three days ago. The news has been quiet ever since. I think they're deciding what to do next. And it all started with the uprisings.
3: So it's 1989? Yes, the 9th of November. Don't you even know that? So, what do we do after we've whitewashed the windows?
0: Inside your fallout room, you should prepare an inner refuge to give you extra protection during the first two days after the attack when the danger from radiation is most critical.
4: You're not going to nick Albert's car. Borrow, that's all. You can't hotwire a Morris Minor. It's practically vintage. I don't have to. Hey, where'd you get those? Toby jug on the sideboard. I
3: thought, just in case. Oh, get in, will you? Look,
4: I'm not sure about this. Glad to hear it, lad. rumbled.
3: Albert, sorry about this, but we don't have any choice. We'll make sure you get it back.
4: No, young lady. You give it back right now. Albert, mate... Put the spade down, eh? Go on,
1: get out of it!
3: You keep on swinging that thing about, you'll ruin your paintwork.
1: Oh, paintwork you, old lady!
5: What's that? Oh no! That's the air attack warning.
4: Oh man! Then it's really happening. Ace! Ace! They've only got to start at World War 3!
0: Air attack warning... Go to your fallout room or take shelter. Do not panic. Stay calm. This is not a test.
5: Albert,
2: we have to close all the doors. The windows, too. Hello again, Peggy.
5: Do oh,
2: you came calm. back. Both of you. Yeah, we were
4: hoping you might have room for Air us in tackle. your shelter. You expect to us to take we you can in? can hardly leave them
2: outside.
1: I suppose not, but...
2: Thanks. You're a lifesaver. Oh, oh, my! The box with our birth certificate is upstairs. You'll have to leave it, love. It'll only take a minute. You can do the gas and the electric.
1: No, love. We've got to go down to the inner refuge. He's right,
2: Peggy. What about the kitchen? We didn't do the kitchen. Peggy, love, we have to get into the basement. Now! Don't you raise your voice, Albert Marsden. I'm going, all right, I'm going. Wait.
3: The radio. It stopped. Maybe it was a false alarm. No!
1: The first part of an air attack will consist of a warhead being detonated in the atmosphere to knock out communication systems with an electromagnetic pulse. That's what the leaflet says. Ace, it's really happening. Ace, into the shelter, both of you. The
5: light.
4: Hex! I can see the bones in my hand. Like an X-ray. Hex, close your
3: eyes! I'm closing them. I'm closing them. No, it's all right. The light's gone now. It's safe for you to open your eyes again. What? Oh, I can't see!
1: We've got to get into the inner refuge before the heat blast hits.
3: The heat blast? That wasn't
1: it. It's like lightning. You get the flash, then the bang follows. Come on! bolted, Ace, I can't see. I can't see the
3: stairs. Just keep holding my shoulders. Step, step, step. Nearly there. Albert?
1: It's all right, love. I'm here beside you.
3: Bodge up in there.
5: Here
1: he comes!
4: Why were you so keen to clear away the newspapers?
3: Isn't it obvious? To find out what's been going on. Three days ago, Parliament passes Emergency Powers Act. All airports are to be closed. All hospitals are to be cleared of non-critical patients to make room for expected casualties.
4: Four days ago, following widespread panic buying of petrol, Number 10 has announced that the remaining supplies are to be restricted to official vehicles. Stocks of tin food are at a critical level.
3: Anti-war demonstrations in London, Manchester and Liverpool end in riots and looting.
4: Curfews are now imposed in all cities. Yesterday, the Archbishop of Canterbury has appealed for calm and prayers for peace as the government places all emergency services on standby. Ah, today...
3: The Prime Minister has flown to Paris for a meeting of NATO, but remains optimistic of a diplomatic solution. Foreign office sources refuse to confirm reports of a series of nuclear explosions in the Middle East.
4: But none of this ever happened? No. Something's wrong. Maybe. I don't know. We're in a parallel universe.
3: Or something has changed the course of history, bringing the world to the brink of nuclear war.
4: But it's not going to happen, is it? I mean, no one would ever really push the button, would they?
3: I hope you're right, Hex. Because whatever's going on, we're stuck here for the foreseeable future.
4: No. No, there's still a way out. The TARDIS. Have they gone, dear?
2: They're just off down the lane. Pity. I like them.
1: Don't worry, love. They'll be back soon enough. It's not as if there's anywhere else they can go.
0: If an attack with nuclear weapons is expected, you will hear the following sound. If you are at home when you hear this sound, turn off the gas and electricity at the mains and go to your fallout room. If you are not at home, but can get there within two minutes, do so. Otherwise, take cover at your place of work. If you are in the open, take cover in the nearest building. If you cannot reach a building, lie flat on the ground and cover your head with your hands.
4: Come on. It should just be around the next corner. It's gone. The TARDIS is gone. It must have dematerialized? Without us. But it can't have. Yeah, unless... Unless what? Unless the doctor was still in it. The doctor wouldn't abandon us. No? No.
3: We can't hang around here. We have to make contact with units somehow.
4: What do you suggest? We walk to the next town?
3: Walk?
1: Don't
4: you know how to drive?
1: Careful, watch your step. It's very steep.
4: Nice fallout shelter, mate.
1: Liking it. Just put the box by the entrance of the inner refuge. But not blocking the way in. You plan on
4: spending two weeks down here?
1: No. The inner refuge is just for the first two days. For the rest of the two weeks, we're allowed to use the rest of the room.
4: Wow. Luxury. And then what? And then they'll sound the all clear. And we can come out. If there's anything left. I wouldn't worry, lad.
1: Nothing's going to actually happen.
4: Yeah, either that or you're dead no matter what you do. And this is just their way of keeping you busy.
0: You will need to store enough food and water in your fallout room for each member of your family for 14 days. Choose foods which can be eaten cold and which are tinned or well-wrapped. Don't forget to make sure you have a tin opener in your inner refuge.
3: Tin opener, tin opener. Here, any more bottles, love? No, the only other thing I could find was a watering can.
2: Mmm, I suppose it counts as a container. Is all this for you and Albert? What's that, dear? Only the leaf that says three and a half gallons per person,
3: and you must have stored more than twice that. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Have I said something wrong? No, dear. It's when you arrived, we were expecting, hoping for someone else to turn up. Who? My son Raymond and his wife Joanna, they said they'd come up to stay with us, but I haven't heard from them for two days. They live in London, you see, but the radio's been saying that the motorways are for essential services only. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure he's on his way. That's very kind of you to say, dear. It's funny. He's a grown man now. But when I picture him, I still see a little boy playing cowboys and Indians in the garden. Just underneath that apple tree out the back. He must have had a wonderful childhood growing up here. Couldn't wait to leave, though, first chance he got.
1: Inner refuge finished and ready for inspection, ma'am. You're
2: not getting me down that cellar, Albert Marsden. You can carry the water down there yourself. It's all right, I'll help. No, lad, you've done enough. And then you can clear all the newspapers from the hall.
3: Why don't you let us do that? We can do it on our way out. Are you leaving us, love? Well, if we're walking to the next town, we should make a
2: start. Well, if you're sure, The newspapers, they go in the garage. Albert bundles them up for the scouts to do recycling. OK. And thanks for being so kind. Not at all, dear. It's been nice having someone to talk to other than the radio. That radio never stops.
3: Yes. I I hope you don't have to wait too much longer. Goodbye.
2: Yeah, cheers. Goodbye and good luck. Peggy? My name's not... uh, My
3: name's
4: Ace. Hex. Hex, what's happening to us? This place, it's making us act like Albert and Peggy did. It's trying to make us become them. We have to fight it. That's what the Doctor would do. We have to remember who we are.
0: After a nuclear explosion, there will be a cloud of deadly dust called fallout.
4: The radio, it's still working, even though you
3: smashed it to pieces? Yeah. Yeah.
0: The radiation from doctor, the
3: if you can hear me, Hex and me are stuck in this pocket dimension of yours and the people you put in it have escaped. Please come and help us. Oh. Doctor!
7: It's, it's the, the Doctor.
3: He was the, the one who set up this whole place. He must have programmed radiation, this thing somehow. Programmed? Don't you see? The but voice on the radio controls everything that happens here. It gives it's a, it's a warning about fallout dead. and... And the fallout starts. I get that, yeah, but... How does it help us? Look, if the voice on the radio wants us to stay downstairs, maybe that's because... There's something out here it doesn't want us to find. Exactly. So whatever it tells us to do, we do the opposite.
6: The first two days will be the most dangerous. Remain within your inner refuge no matter how uncomfortable it may be.
4: What about the radiation? You have to we'll just have to grin refuge, and bear it, won't we?
6: Make sure your time outside is as brief as possible. Do not leave your fallout room
4: under any circumstances. Where are we going? The
3: doctor said this dimension consists of the five miles surrounding the house. We're looking for the edge. Got it, Amor. Five miles in this? you will freeze to death.
4: Not if we keep moving. Should it be dark already? The mushroom cloud. It's filled up the whole sky. We should get undercover. No time. We have to keep moving. This isn't just rain. If we stay out, we
3: keep moving.
4: It's no good. My legs. Seasonal cramps. You can talk. I feel like I'm burning up. I'm not going to make it.
3: We have to try.
4: I can barely move. We're both suffering from acute radiation poisoning. We'll be dead within minutes.
3: Maybe... Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the way out. What? If we're supposed to die... Hiding in the basement... (coughs) Like Albert and Peggy did... Then maybe... If it happens out here... What happened? We're back in the basement... This place wants us to die here.
4: What day is it? How long have we been down here?
3: Hold on. I'll shine the torch to check. Seven days.
4: Only another seven to go, then, love.
3: I don't think I can bear it anymore, Albert. Being cooped up here in the dark.
4: We just have to sit it out. Remember what the leaflet said. We're just to stay in the fallout room until the all clear.
5: Is the all clear?
6: You'll look after me, won't you, Albert?
4: Of course I will, love. That's what I'm here for.
3: Only I'm so tired. Must be coming down with something.
4: That's just the stress, love. Where's you out?
3: And I was sick in the night. Twice.
4: We'll be all right, love. You just wait and see. They'll sound the all clear and we'll be able to go outside. And the government will have got everything sorted out. They'll look after us, and everything will go back to how it was before.
3: What about Raymond?
4: He'll be fine, love. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He'll have found somewhere safe. And when it's safe to come out, he'll be on his way home to see his mum and dad.
5: I think I can
3: hear him now. I think I can hear his car.
4: Yes, that's right, love. You just have a little nap before he arrives.
3: I think everything will be all
4: right. Of course it will. You mark my words. Now, you get some sleep. Good night. Good night, love. See you in the morning.
6: When there is no immediate danger of air attack or fallout, an all-clear warning will sound and you may resume normal activity.
5: the
0: robust party it's 20 seconds
5: oh shit you're in milk
3: how are you still there you're
4: all gas there what is all when i was bleeding ah ow hex what did you do that for hey don't need to thank me for saving your life
3: don't you get it If we
4: get killed,
3: time rewinds itself to a point when we were alive.
4: Look, I just didn't want to be burnt alive, all right? While we're still walking around and breathing, we still got a chance of stopping them. How? I don't know. I was hoping you might have some idea. Come on. We're not
3: going to get anywhere hanging around down here.
4: Where are they? Do you think they've gone already? And not gloat
3: first. That's what these elder gods live for. The chance to show off how clever they are in front of lesser races.
4: Like the doctor.
3: What is your problem, Hex?
4: My problem with the doctor? Apart from what happened to me, ma'am. Being lied to and being treated like some kind of fool guy.
3: You could always ask him to take you home.
4: And where would that be exactly? It's... It's not that I want to go, it's... It's just... Well, the doctor... Don't you think that he's different from how he used to be? Different how? Keeping more secrets. I mean, he only ever used to tell us half of what's going on. But now he doesn't even do that. You get used to it. Radio's still broken. And he's getting more extreme. It's like... It's like there's something going on. Something bad he won't tell us about. And he's starting to get desperate. The Doctor will have a plan. He always has a plan. Whenever I've
3: been in trouble, he's always come through for me.
4: Until now.
3: No. There's only one reason why he wouldn't be here to help. And that's if he was in trouble too. So now it's time for us to come through for him. The Fallout Warning? Yes. Come on. Let's get some fresh air.
1: Hex and Ace. So glad you could join
2: us. See what I mean, Hex? Gloating time. For a moment, we were afraid you wouldn't be able to take our leave of
1: you. You see, we cannot depart unless someone else assumes our
2: burden. And who better than yourselves? You need us to take your place. It is a pleasing irony that a prison of the Doctor's making should incarcerate his own companion.
4: You won't get away with this. The Doctor will find us, even if we have to wait a hundred years. Unfortunately, you will
2: not have that opportunity. What do you mean? The
1: forces that sustain this realm have grown weak.
2: In our absence, it will
1: not exist for more than a few hours.
2: And then it and everything inside it will collapse into a singularity. You sure you don't want to stick around for that? No. We have other places to be! Other times! Goodbye, and thank you to you both. If it were not for you, we'd still be trapped here.
1: My Lord Moloch, it is time.
8: Then let us begin.
2: No, you can't
3: force us to do this. There
8: is no need. You will Will acquiesce willingly. No, I don't think so. You, the girl who calls herself. You will submit, or I will kill the boy X. Go ahead. And you, the boy who calls himself X, you will submit, or I will kill the girl Ace.
4: Won't work. We'd both rather die than submit to you.
8: You may say that, but I can see the truth in your mind. Neither of you are prepared to see the other die.
5: Yeah?
3: Try us.
8: Very well, my children. Kill the girl, Paul, Ace! As you command,
1: my lord.
3: Guess you're not thinking of digging over your spuds with that. Alright, alright,
8: stop! Please! Then you have a simple choice. Submit, or she will die. Then, Ace. I'm sorry,
4: <laughs> What have you done? What
3: have
8: you done with him? He is now part of this realm. Now you have a choice. You may either remain here with him, or you can leave.
3: Thanks, but no thanks. I don't abandon my friends.
8: You would rather be imprisoned with him than enjoy your freedom? Yes. Then so be it! Ha <laughs> ha!
2: Albert, Cup of tea. Oh, thanks, love. It's a pity they will only be here for a few hours. I would like for them to suffer as we've suffered. As would I. But
1: our penance here is done. Then come,
8: my children. Let us leave the doctor's companions to their torment.
2: After a hundred years. After 10,000 deaths. We are free.
5: Air
0: attack attack warning. Go to your fallout room or take shelter. Do not panic. Stay calm. This is not a test. Oh
3: my lord! So this is it, Albert!
4: Thanks, dear. Come on, we'd better get into inner refuge. Right. No need to raise your voice. I'm going. Oh oh my
3: goodness! The light!
4: Cover your eyes, dear. Keep your eyes shut. That's it, dear. In you go. Try and make yourself comfortable. Albert! It's all right, love. I'm here beside you. you all right? I don't like it. Hush, it's all right, dear. I'm with you. Albert, I'm shaking. That's just the shock, Peggy. That's all. Make it.
2: He has answered our call at last. Who has? It is the voice of our salvation. Who? Who are you talking about? It is
1: the one we serve. It is Moloch. Moloch?
8: I have come, my children. I have come to set you free. Moloch?
4: Who's he when he's at home? Another elder god.
1: The first
4: and the greatest. Oh, right. Your boss. It is he who gave us life. And instructed us to devastate the earth. Right. And he's on his way. Is he travelling far?
2: He resides in the fires at the dawn of time. But soon he shall be here and we shall be released. This moloch bloke. He's homing in on the radio signal.
1: As to a beacon in the darkness.
3: Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Stop that! Uh,
2: Or what? You'll kill me!
1: Oh, we can do more than just kill you. You
2: destroy that and you will be imprisoned here with us. Well, the
3: way I look at it, that's got to be better than the alternative.
1: You would rather be trapped here than allow us to go free?
3: If that's what it takes. Isn't that right, Hex?
4: Yeah, uh, yeah, what he said. Then so be it.
5: Let there be light! (laughs)
2: Ah, the bomb! Remember not to look, or you'll go blind.
5: can <laughs> this
2: happen? Of course.
1: And now you have about twenty seconds to get down into the fallout shelter before the heat blast hits.
3: Twenty seconds. I can finish destroying this thing in half that time.
2: Ah! 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 There. Now we're all stuck here, forever. You're too late, my dear. He's here! He's here! Ace, we've gotta go! No! We've got to go! The moment of death.
1: The raging fires of our nuclear holocaust. Frozen in time. The trees twisting in the un moving wind, the shattered glass through the windows hanging
2: in midair. It is beautiful. A vision to be savored.
1: A vision of the future destruction of this world. I
8: have
2: come. My lord, where are you? We cannot see you.
8: I stand on the threshold of this dimension. The integrity of this realm is weak. The force is preserving it ...have decayed over the centuries.
2: We know. That is how we have gained control over it, using the power of our will.
8: Were it not for this decay, I would have never been able to find you. The veil that concealed you from my gaze has finally now been lifted.
2: You have been searching for us all this time?
8: When you did not return to me as you had been bid, I knew that some ill must have befallen you.
2: But now you have come to release us.
8: You do not understand, my children. I cannot release you while it is your force of will that sustains this realm. What do you mean? This dimensional prison requires the presence of prisoners to uphold its existence.
2: You mean if we attempt to leave, it will all disappear?
8: And I would not be able to pluck you free.
2: But there must be something we can do. There is. We just have to find someone to take our place. (coughs) Albert,
3: cup of tea.
4: Thanks,
0: love.
3: It's the spot. How's we brave, soldier?
4: You've done. We've gone back to the start. The time loop. Whatever we do, we go back to square one. Let's see about that. Where are you going now? We're stealing Albert's
3: car. If we can't walk out of here, we can drive.
4: Good old Toby jug. Get in. Ready?
6: You bet. If an attack with nuclear weapons is expected, you will hear the following sound. Which way are we going?
3: Does it matter? The bomb will hit over there somewhere, so let's try the opposite direction. How long do we have? When we first arrived, we had about half an hour before the
4: bomb hit. So we've got half an hour to drive out of this place? Shouldn't be a problem, particularly as there's no other traffic. Air attack warning. I thought you said we had
3: half an hour.
6: This place is accelerating
3: time in order to stop us from getting away. So what are we going to do? We can't get back to the house. We'll have to run for it.
6: Air attack warning We need to get undercover Those trees
3: They're not going to be much
4: use against Just an atom bomb uh. oh. Okay warning. We have to lie down Flat on the ground and cover The light I can feel it <gasps> Burning my hair Ah my skin Flat on the ground Face down What day is it? How long have we been down here?
3: Hold on I'll shine the torch to check. Seven days.
4: Only another seven to go then, love.
3: I don't think I can... It was quicker this time. What do you mean? When we first went through this, it took us seven days to reach this point. Now it only feels like a few minutes. Time is speeding up. The time loop must be contracting. Each time around, giving us less and less time before we go back to the start. Until we have no time left at all. If they
5: all clear, not
4: being sad anyone dies while you are.
3: There's something about this place that doesn't make sense.
4: Just the one thing.
3: The TARDIS. We still don't know how Albert and Peggy managed to bring it here. Well, maybe they had special powers? No. The doctor wouldn't leave them with the
4: ability to drag the TARDIS, of course. Then how do you think they did it? What were they doing when we first arrived? They were just behaving as normal? Of course! That must
3: be it! Hex, doctor set up this place to teach them what it is to be human, right?
4: Yeah, so?
3: So how would he know when they'd learned their lesson?
4: I don't know. He'd know because they'd be acting as though they were human. You mean whoever's in this prison goes around and around until they do all the same things that the real Albert and Peggy did? We've been getting it the wrong way round. We've been trying to resist the pattern when we should have been trying to follow it. I get it. Like Groundhog Day. It keeps repeating until Bill Murray gets it right, and then... It brings the TARDIS here. That's why the Doctor didn't tell them how long they'd be imprisoned here.
3: He didn't know how long it'd take. So if we go along with the pattern, if we follow it
4: exactly, this place will summon the TARDIS. But Albert and Peggy were stuck here for a hundred years. They had a whole century to get it right. We've only got a few hours. Yeah, but we have a head start. We do? We do. We do.
3: Because we already know what it's like to be human. When there
6: is no immediate danger of air attack or fallout, an all-clear warning will sound and you may resume normal activities.
5: you
7: My name's Ken Bentley, and I directed Doctor Who Protect and Survive.
4: Oh, my. Then it's really happening. Ace! Ace! They've only got to start World War Three.
7: It was a very tightly written script by Johnny, and bless him for that. Um, sometimes we get these sprawling epics, and this time he's written a very, very tight, contained, self-contained story. And he's kept it contained as well. Sometimes we give the brief to a writer, could you write something with a few characters and keep it as tight as possible? And we might do that for logistic or even budgetary reasons. Um, but actually what he's done is embraced that and given it a reason for being in the story itself. And we've got this very claustrophobic story um, where where Ace and Hex turn up and find themselves confronted with just these two simple, lovely characters who don't seem to be in any way um, uh, evil, and yet created a mystery within that.
1: Who is it? Is it? Oh, of it's a young gentleman, Hex, and his uh, friend, Ace.
2: Why do young people have to have such funny names?
7: You can hardly talk, love. What that meant for me, which is absolutely wonderful, I don't always get the opportunity to do this, is to get everybody into the studio, not have to manage hordes of people running in and out of the booths um, all day and booth sharing and all of the things that eat into our time a little bit and make it logistically um, much more complicated. Um, But I could get our... Uh, uh, sort of four main characters into the studio each in their booth start at the beginning and work all the way through chronologically Um, and it just created that the story has a lovely atmosphere anyway uh, but it we we almost managed to replicate that atmosphere in the studio four people locked in a small room um, uh, uh, going through the whole experience from start to finish
5: if
3: he's not answering the cloister bell that can only mean one thing the Doctor is not in the
7: TARDIS. Lovely. Should go for one of those? Mmm. we We're rolling and cute.
6: <laughs> Hello, my name's Sylvester McCoy, Doctor Who number seven. Find out how it feels to suffer as a human suffers. Find out how it feels to fear as a human fears. Find out what it feels like to die. Ace and Hex go off on an adventure, and I'm not really in any scenes with them, really. It's quite interesting. Um, I communicate with them uh, through radio and as a hologram, perhaps, but that's about it. I go off and do my stuff, trying to save the world um, and all its people. History will decide which one of us is right. If you give the order to launch those missiles, there won't be any more history. This is very intriguing. Yeah, it's um, a great story in itself, but um, it is interconnected with other stories coming up and the payoff will be revealed.
3: Hang about. It's black. Something's turned it black. Who cares what colour it is? It's here, isn't it? Doctor? Doctor, are you in there?
7: The Doctor's got an interesting... Journey, uh, or an interesting role to play within this story, but an interesting journey across the 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 trilogy, Um, and and it means we're pulling very much to the to the foreground now the the Doctor's manipulative side, um, and and seeing very much how that impacts directly on his companions. Much more so than we have before We've talked about that before We've, we've explored that in, in stories before But very much that's what, what this story is about
4: He'd probably be working on some incredibly complicated plan Which he can't tell us about Because it all depends on us doing his dirty work without realising Hex Maybe that's what he's done here Maybe this is another one of his plans And we just haven't been letting on the secret yet
3: There's no need to be like that
4: Like what? The Doctor doesn't trust us Never has He does. No, he trusts us to do whatever he wants. He doesn't trust us enough to tell us what he's up to.
7: Logistically, what that means is it gives um, Sophie and Phil an enormous amount more to do in the story than they've ever had to do previously. And again, what John has done that's quite, quite clever this time, that's quite nice, is he's actually given them not just more to do and more to explore as Ace and Hex, but actually given them two other characters to start to play, because of the nature of the story and they have to pretend to be Peggy and Albert, it means um, that Sophie and Phil have have to play other characters, pretty much for the first time, I think, since I've been working with them, certainly. I've never seen them have to do anything um, as extremely different to Ace and Hex as that. They were fantastic. They were absolutely outstanding.
3: Hello, my name's Sophie Aldred and I play Ace. Ah, today! The Prime Minister has flown to Paris for a meeting of NATO but remains optimistic of a diplomatic solution. Foreign office sources refuse to confirm reports of a series of nuclear explosions in the Middle East.
7: Spot on. Thank you very much. That was lovely. It was a
3: really great story for Ace and Hex. It was quite nice having being forced to do something without so much of Sylvester. Now, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? Um, But because Sylvester's being famous and um, doing his filming in New Zealand, we're um, sort of ace and hex are kind of left to their own devices a bit. So this story is great because it's very claustrophobic and very self-contained. And it's really great because it draws on the possibility that things might have gone very differently had Gorbachev not kind of let go of the iron hand of the Soviet Union in the 1980s. So it's it's a very interesting idea that the world could have gone in a very different direction. And the whole terrible thing about nuclear war and... uh, the whole idea that at any moment somebody could press that button and this is what would actually happen—it's really quite terrifying.
4: My name is Philip Olivier, and I play Hex. We did everything we were supposed to do. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. We have to keep trying. Don't you see? You were wrong. There's no way out. It's about basically the nuclear holocaust, and it's essentially what would have happened. If there was a nuclear holocaust and we have to relive that moment, me, Ace and myself have to relive that moment over and over again until we kind of work out what's going on.
3: What is your problem, Hex?
4: My problem with the doctor? Apart from what happened to me mam? Being lied to and being treated like some kind of fool guy? You could always ask him to take you home. And where would that be exactly? It's not that I want to go, it's... It's just... Well, the doctor... Don't you think that he's different from how he used to be? Different how? Keeping more secrets. I mean, he only ever used to tell us half of what's going on. But now he doesn't even do that. (laughs) You get used to it. Because Sylvester's got a great job on The Hobbit, he hasn't been around, so obviously this story not only had a small cast, but it was a lot to do with Ace and myself without the Doctor's presence. And that was kind of nice, because there was a few few references in there where we could joke about and develop the relationship because I think Ace and Hex have got a brilliant relationship they're kind of like brother and sister and um, joking about and Hex normally gets his hand slapped by Ace for taking it too far sometimes and it was it was kind of nice to do that but then when they um, in the story of him not giving too much away when they start playing a married couple that was kind of uh, fun to do hopefully you see the outtakes as well I've lost scene one oh oh dear yes, Well, we'll cut it then. It was such a small cast that it did add to the sense of the tone of the story, and it was great to kind of develop the story because there's a lot more time to play with. Uh, And it was also nice that uh, Sophie and myself got to do a bit of character acting as well instead of kind of, you know, play the same scared, running through, guns, bashing, all that sort of stuff that we normally do. It was nice to kind of develop the story with just a few of us and also develop different characters i
3: think i can hear him now i think i can hear his car
4: yes that's right love you just have a little nap before he arrives
3: you really think everything will be all right
4: of course it will you mark my words now you get some sleep good night good night love
3: Those of you who know me very well will know that I just like nothing more than doing characters and um, this was no exception because I just loved, first of all, listening to Elizabeth's um, portrayal of Peggy and then trying to sort of get her inflections and the kind of way she'd done it. And it was such fun playing a sort of a northern elderly lady making cups of tea for her husband. It was just a treat to be doing that and then have to snap back into Ace as well.
1: If you don't mind me asking, what were you doing inside that thing? What thing? The police box. I saw you getting out. I haven't seen one of these for years.
4: Though, should they be blue, I don't remember ever seeing a white one before. Ace... I think it's time we told this good gentleman the truth When I get the new script after a year and a, or a year and a half break You kind of get the script going Oh god, there's references to the previous stories And you're like, god, what happened there? But it's very easy You just pick up the audio CD, listen to it again And kind of refresh your memory And failing that, which is what happened this time Because I'd just come straight from pantomime There was a few references I was going I can't cast my memory back that long So, um... But it's weird, after about just half an hour in the booth, the memories come flooding back. So it's, um, it's pretty easy to jump right back into a story again.
7: Lovely. We're rolling over to you.
4: No. No, there's still a way out. The
7: TARDIS. Yeah, yeah that's it. Lovely. Thank you very much. Both happy to move on? Mm. We had to find a, a lovely Yorkshireman to play Albert. It's harder than you think, that sort of thing. There, uh, there are a few actors that are appropriate, but it 's a very specific accent, and um, actors are quite good on spotlight they 'll tell you whether their accent is a native accent or or an accent that they have a bit of experience doing so we managed to narrow it down to to really a, a, a very short list of, of people that we thought were capable, but Ian was absolutely spot on so when when we gave him a, a call and and found out he was he was up for it, that was just um, An enormous bonus. Couldn't think of anybody better for that role, to be honest with you. He's such a gent anyway, and he really brought a a lovely, warm quality to that role.
1: I'm uh, Ian Hogg, and I play a character called Albert, who's um, described as a benign Yorkshireman, but has, um, unfortunately traces of being an older god from the birth of the cosmos and not quite all he seems What do you mean? The forces that sustain this realm have grown weak
2: In our absence it will not exist for more than a few hours And then it and everything inside it will collapse into a singularity
3: You sure you don't want to stick around for that?
1: No We have other places to be other times!
6: Working with Ian, that's great, because Ian was in, um, oh, what was it, Ghostlight? Yeah. We had a great working relationship and that and became really great, great friends throughout that. And uh, it's always a joy to work with him and see him. He's a very jolly, interesting character. On and off screen, radio, theatre.
1: I played a character called Josiah Smith, an interplanetary being, who had taken up the form of a Victorian gentleman biologist whose strange house was taken over, where he carried on his experimentation, which were to fulfil his desire to um, take over the British Empire and assassinate Queen Victoria... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I just think there's so much imagination in work. It's a typical Doctor Who script. It's a great sort of joyride through um, dreamland.
3: Seeing Ian again was wonderful because uh, I literally have not seen him since we did Ghostlight all those 20 blah, blah, blah years ago. And it was just... Uh, his voice hasn't changed at all, of course. So when he was doing... When he sort of mad alien acting... It just completely reminded me of the Josiah Smith character. It was just uncanny as well, how he at one point had sort of blisters on his skin and it just brought it all back. I suddenly remembered how he had this terrible sort of eczema, well, much, much worse than eczema, this sort of peeling psoriasis um, in Ghost Light's and um, what fun that had all been. It was just really nice to catch up with him again.
6: All of us had a great time. I think it was summer when we were doing it, so it was um, a lot of sunshine around, and there was a lot of sunshine in the studio, although it was a dark and interesting story, um, fascinating. But um, we all got on immensely well and... You know, just it was just such a joy to come into work every day and work with Ian and all the others on it. Um, you know, that that was just terrific.
1: Have you no mercy? No compassion? No pity? Doctor! One of the great pleasures of acting is, um, it's a, it, it's a bit like being on the tennis circuit, isn't it? Um, I, I've never really questioned a tennis player you play better tennis if you play with, with good players and so it's a great pleasure that you find yourself with, with good players and I think Sylvester and uh, Sophie are very good players and it's a joy to, to, to work in those circumstances because you can bat the ball all over the place and you know that they're going to collect it and bat it back
0: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Black and White.
6: Every story has a beginning, a middle, and an end, but not necessarily in that order. It's a question of finding the correct
2: point of entry.
6: Where are you, Professor?
2: A monster stalks this hall. <gasps>
1: A demon from the depths of
0: misty hell. A hero has come to avenge you. That
5: hero's name is Beowulf.
3: Hello, anyone home?
5: Great
7: fighting. Are you seeking to steal the king's treasure for your master? Get away from here! Uh, I shall send you to the next world, boy.
5: Hang on. Uh, on! King,
4: help! King! Hey there, you okay, mate? We should move, before the dragon returns. Did he just say dragon? Now that's weird. The TARDIS?
0: Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com
5: Albert, cup of tea. Thanks, love. (sighs)
4: hits the spot
3: how's me brave soldier you've dug quite a trench there
0: air attack
5: warning
3: oh my lord so this is it Albert
4: I think so dear come on we'd better get into the inner refuge that's it dear in you go try and make yourself comfortable remember keep your hands over your ears
5: Albert
4: it's alright love I'm here, beside you.
3: I think I can hear him now! I think I can hear his car!
4: Yes, that's right, love. You just have a little nap before he arrives.
3: You really think everything will be alright? Of
4: course it will. You mark my words. Now, you get some sleep. Oh, good night. Oh, good night, love. Mm. See you in the morning. Just an opposite why stays
3: here, sibbles? There's
4: no a sip.
3: Oh, I'm nearly there.
4: Albert, cup of tea. Thanks, love. Albert? We did everything we were supposed to do. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. We have to keep trying. Don't you see? You were wrong. There's no way out. We're going to die.
6: Well done. It seems you've learned how to act like human beings.
3: Ace, it's the Doctor. He's here. No, it's a hologram, a recording.
6: But before I summon the TARDIS, I have some bad news for you. You see, I'm afraid that it will be impossible for either of you to be released unless one of you remains here. This prison requires the presence of a prisoner to sustain it.
4: We know. That's how we ended up stuck here.
6: So all you have to do is decide which of you can have your freedom. And which of you will be consigned to this reality for the rest of eternity. You have one minute to decide.
4: One minute? Thanks. Well, it's not difficult, is it? No. I'm going to stay. You can go. Uh, no, I think not. Look, you're better at this saving planets lark than me. You'll do more good. And you were with the doctor long before I came along. I'll stay. No,
3: you don't get to decide. You're a nurse. Your job is saving lives. Me, I just blow things up. I'm staying and that's final. No,
4: no one gets to lay their life down for me. Not even you, Ace. Don't be stupid. Do you want to be stuck here forever? I'm trying to do the right thing here. And so am I. Besides, if I was the one set free, I'd never forgive myself. I think I'd be okay here on my own, knowing it was for a good cause. A good cause?
3: you patronising little...
6: Time's up. I hope you've sorted out what you want to do. I'll be asking each of you individually what you've decided.
4: Hey, where did Ace go? What have you done with Ace?
6: You must tell me your decision. Which is it to be? Will you be the one who stays or the one who leaves? I'm staying. As you wish.
4: Hey! What did you do? Where's Hex?
6: You must tell me your decision. Which is it to be? Will you be the one who stays or the one who leaves?
3: What do you think? I'm staying. As you wish. Whoa! Hiss! you back! Uh, if either of us has been doing a disappearing act, it's
4: you. So you told the Doctor what you wanted to do? I did. And you? Yep. I told him I wanted to stay. Oh, you muppet! I
3: told him I wanted to stay. What? But what happens if we both said we want to...
6: Congratulations! You've passed my final test.
3: Your final test?
6: I had to be sure you had learned your lesson. And so I sent you a little prisoner's dilemma. Because only a true human would be prepared to sacrifice their life in order to save another.
4: Oh, I get it. Very clever.
6: And so I gave you a choice. Protect or survive. And both of you chose to protect, and so you both get to survive. And now, with any luck, my TARDIS should be on its way.
4: Listen! The TARDIS! It worked! Ace, it worked!
3: Hang about. It's black. Something's turned it black. Who cares what colour it is?
4: It's here, isn't it? Okay, we've got to get out of here before this dimension collapses. Uh, Hex. First, close the doors, then I think I can remember the right sequence of switches on the console. This switch first. Hex. What? We're not alone in here. Look. Oh, my.
3: Don't move, either of you.
4: I don't believe it.
3: What are you doing here? Nice to see you too, Miss McShane. I might ask the same question. Yeah, And who's your friend with the gun? Captain, you know these people. Just keep them covered, Private. I'll ask again, shall I? What are you doing here?
4: More to the point. What have you done with the Doctor?
5: The situation
1: in Berlin people I need an update from Berlin
2: this is a level one readiness alert prepare for missile launch you think that likely General Mitchell unless we hear from the Soviets in the next few minutes
6: I'd say it was a certainty who are you anyway I'm here with the British ambassador I can show you my pass if you like you couldn't be in the war room if you didn't have a pass exactly but I'm a
2: little out of the loop due to the news blackout so if you could fill me in Three days ago, we used a tactical nuclear weapon on the Soviet base at Helmstedt. Since then, they have continued to build up forces on the inner German border. Despite all diplomatic efforts, they have ignored our final ultimatum to withdraw from West Berlin and East Germany. And the ultimatum runs out in a few minutes? 90 seconds and counting. And then you intend to declare war. It's only a war if we give them a chance to fight back. Our intelligence reports that a preemptive nuclear strike will take out any capacity they have for retaliation.
6: Then your intelligence is wrong. Their missiles will be in the air long before your missiles hit their target.
2: The point is that we've drawn a line in the sand. If we don't act now, it will be a message to the whole world that we're not prepared to follow through on our warnings.
6: You have to show them you mean business.
2: Exactly. The president can't just sit back and do nothing in the face of enemy aggression. The people would never forgive him.
6: He's backed himself into a corner, frightened of losing face.
2: That's another point of view. History will decide which one of us is right. If you
6: give the order to launch those missiles, there won't be any more history.
2: General Mitchell, it's time. Twelve o'clock in Berlin. Any word from the Soviet
1: ambassador? No, ma'am. Satellites show no signs of Soviet retreat.
2: Captain Sutherland, commence missile launch.
1: Yes, ma'am. We are green to go. Commands missile launch. Repeat, commands missile launch. This is not a drill. This is the real deal. Don't you have to wait for authorization from the president?
2: We already have authorization. The president's orders were
5: perfectly clear.
6: But you could stop this. I mean, you could wait for confirmation. You could at least check. Hi. Identify yourself. Major Johann Schmidt, inspection from Politburo. The hot star inspection? Tonight of all nights? Particularly tonight of all nights. Anything to report, Sergeant Schumacher?
1: Well, sir, the demonstration in Alexanderplatz is going. They're saying there's over 100,000 people. Are they indeed? What about along the wall? It's been as quiet as a grave, sir.
8: Calling
0: all border guards. All border guards... New orders, direct from General Secretary Kuchkov. The crowd are to be ordered to disperse. If they refuse, they are to be shot. They have been declared enemies of the revolution.
1: Enemies of the revolution?
6: What's the matter, Sergeant? Do I detect some qualms about turning your guns on your own people? No, No, sir. Is there the orders of the General Secretary? But if I was to tell you what the consequences of those orders will be. I don't understand, sir. Tonight should have marked the beginning of the end of the Soviet bloc. Instead, it will mark the first step towards nuclear war. How do you know? Because that's why I'm here, following the threads of cause and effect back to the start. This is tonight. Tonight the future hangs in the balance. One stray shot could be the snowflake that sets off the avalanche. You're not from the Polish Bureau. Who are you? The ghost of Christmas yet to come. Listen, Sergeant Schumacher. It's
1: not too late. Open up the border crossings. But if I do that, I will be executed
6: as a traitor. You would be a hero. You know that the demonstrators are not the enemies of the revolution. Do you want their blood on your hands?
0: If you are at home when you hear this sound, turn off the gas and electricity at the mains and go to your fallout room. If you are not at home, but can get there within two minutes, do so. Otherwise, take cover at your place of work. If you are in the open... Doctor... Cover. What are you doing? These newspapers. You don't mind if I borrow them, do you?
1: Lie flat on the ground. What you said back there about already seeing it Well What did you mean?
6: It's perfectly simple. I travel in time. What? That's why I'm here. Something has interfered with the course of history. So I have to find the source of that interference and prevent the forthcoming war from taking place. But I'd never really do it, would I? They never really press a button, Albert Marsden. Yes, Doctor? I suggest you take cover.
0: Air attack warning. Go to your fallout room or take shelter.
2: Albert! There you are! Come inside! You too,
1: Doctor. we got room in the inner refuge. No, and time I was going... But if you stay out here, you'll die! Don't worry about me.
6: If all goes according to plan, none of this will have happened.
2: And you and your wife will be perfectly safe! Repeat. I think he's cracked! What did he mean? Where's he going?
1: Back the way he came. Come on, love. We've got to take shelter.
0: Missile attack incoming.
2: Lieutenant Petrov, our early warning network has detected the launch of over 200 American and British ICBMs targeted on Soviet territory.
1: But this must be some mistake. False alarm. The Americans would not launch a preemptive strike.
2: No mistake. We have satellite and radar confirmation the General Secretary has commanded a full retaliatory strike against NATO targets.
1: Code word Eagle, code key nineteen. Code word and code key confirmed. Commence missile launch. All warheads armed in prime for launch. All missiles targeted on military targets within the United Kingdom.
5: Long live the revolution. Long
1: live the revolution. Two minutes and counting. Aldida, how long do I have left?
2: We have detected
1: two missiles on course to Glockstein's saddle. Time to impact. Three minutes. Commander Zorka. Who are you? What are you doing here? My name's the doctor. I've come to see you, Ruslan Petrov. This is a high security area. My orders are to shoot any unauthorized personnel on sight. And orders must
6: be obeyed. But before you kill me, don't you want to know why I'm here? Why are you here? To talk.
5: Don't <laughs> talk
6: ah, You have two minutes, comrade Two minutes until you and millions of your countrymen die yes, That is
5: why
1: we've launched a counter-attack on those responsible. And in so doing, you can
6: sign millions of innocent lives to oblivion You sign the death warrant of the human race
1: I have my orders
6: And orders must be obeyed Nobody will court-martial you if you press the abort button. The responsibility is yours, and yours alone. It is not my decision. The General Secretary has commanded... The General Secretary will be dead in one minute's time, along with the rest of your country and your revolution. The
1: Americans attacked first. Then you, they, they would retaliate.
6: But you don't have to. They will suffer long and hard for what they've done. But at least life will continue. Isn't it better to die in the name of comradeship than to die in the name of revenge?
2: How's my brave soldier, you... What's that? Wait there. I'll go and look.
6: Hello. Can I help you? Quite possibly. I'm after a little information. Information? In an entirely official capacity, on behalf of Her Majesty's government.
1: Right. Which is why you brought a police box with you. Huh? Oh, yes. Oh, don't worry. Oh, it's purely temporary. I haven't seen one of these for years. Shouldn't it be blue? I don't remember seeing a
6: black one before. It's a new thing. So do you live near here, Mr... Albert Marsden. We're in the cottage just up the road. The cottage just up the road? Then you're exactly the person I'm looking for.
1: I'm back, dear.
2: Is it already? No,
1: love. It's a man from the government. Uh, Mr... The doctor. Dr John Smith. Dr Smith? Now, this
6: is my wife, Margaret. Please, call me Peggy. Would you like a cup of tea, Dr Smith? That's very kind of you. I've had a rather long journey.
1: Yes, I've heard the traffic's bad. Radio said they'd have to close all the motorways to non-essential vehicles. I didn't come by motorway. If we may begin, Mr Marsden... Yes, yes, of
6: course.
0: What can I do for you? I want to talk to you about the forthcoming nuclear war. Your first priority is to make a fallout room to protect you from radioactive fallout. This should be in the room in your home which is furthest away from the exterior walls and roof. If you have a basement, use that.
2: Here you go. You can do your own milk and sugar. So, we just have to
1: stock up on water and whitewash the windows and we're done. Some white paint will make all the difference. So you can tell them in the government we'll be ready for it, whatever
6: happens. Yes, that's the bulldog spirit. Keep calm and carry on, fight for king and country, and keep the British end up. Because it'll all be over by Christmas.
1: I don't understand. I think he's making fun
6: of us. Mr and Mrs Marston. I have nothing but admiration for your courage and your kind-heartedness.
1: Just doing our
6: bit but I'm afraid it won't be enough to save you no, look, you think a few boxes of earth will protect you from the radiation of a hydrogen bomb and even if you do survive what do you think the world would be like after a nuclear war those killed by the bombs would be considered the lucky ones
1: you sound like one of those people
2: on television. The ones they had arrested.
6: Ten thousand years of human civilization wiped out in an instant. Every play by Shakespeare incinerated. Every painting by Michelangelo burned. Every album by the Beatles obliterated. Every achievement of the human race. Every hope, every dream, every memory reduced to ashes.
1: You can't be sure of
6: this. Oh, I can. Because I've already seen it happen.
2: So, Commissar Leonov, Comrade Chernako is dead, and it is time for the Central Committee to elect a new leader. History
1: records they will choose Gorbachev
2: with only opposition from Romanov. But history can be rewritten. We can influence every member of the Committee in turn, make them select a new candidate. Vladimir Khrushchev. He is the one most suitable for our purpose. The most paranoid, the most belligerent, the most weak-minded. Then, it will be. I wouldn't be so sure of that if I were you. Who are you? What are you doing here? This is a
8: private meeting.
6: I'm the Doctor, and like you, I'm not of this world.
8: So, you have come to stop us. Something like that. <laughs> you, against us. <sighs> Any attempt you make will be futile.
6: Quite probably. You could kill me in an instant. But why bother, as I pose no threat? Now, let's see. You intend to divert the course of history to cause the destruction of all life on Earth. Which leads me to wonder three things. Really? Firstly, who are you? Changing histories beyond the capacity of most species. So you are Elder Gods, am I right? You are correct. Which leads me on to my second question. Why destroy the Earth?
8: Because we can.
6: Yes, I thought there wouldn't be a good reason. There never is with you. Chaos for chaos's sake. One last question. How? Isn't it
5: obvious?
6: Oh, I know you have the ability to travel through time and possess the bodies of human beings. That's pretty much par for the course. But how to change history without creating a temporal paradox?
8: It is perfectly simple. We preserve the planet's original timeline within a pocket universe. Of course. How very ingenious. I'm so pleased that you're impressed.
6: I'm afraid that when you asked me if I'd come to try to stop you, I didn't quite tell the truth. No? No. I'm not here to try and stop you. I'm here to tell you I already have.
8: That is quite impossible.
6: Oh, I'm so pleased that you're impressed. But it wasn't that difficult. For your plan to succeed, you would have to directly influence events at several key points. I've been to the future and made sure, at each of those points, that history continues on its established path. You expect us to believe that? I've already met both of you several times in the future. At the Berlin Wall, in the White House War Room, in a missile launch silo in Plockstein You're bluffing. Oh, well, if you're sure, you keep on doing what you're doing.
8: There is a simple way of verifying your story. There is? We can go forward and look. You have a time machine? We have no need of a time machine. We can simply transport our minds into the bodies of some humans in the future. Your orders direct from General Secretary Khrushchev. The crowd are to be ordered to disperse. If they
0: refuse, they are to be shot.
2: Two attack in Berlin. Any word from the Soviet ambassador? No. no, ma'am. Satellites show no signs
1: of Soviet retreat. Enemy
0: missile
1: attack incoming. All warheads armed in prime, France. All missiles targeted on military targets within the United Kingdom.
6: Now, if you'll excuse me, I have two friends who'll be beginning to wonder where I've got to. I'd start from that forage. You were right. Elder gods. The doctor
3: mentioned his two friends. He must have done all this while we were sleeping. But why make a recording? More to the point, where is he now? Why hasn't he turned up like he promised?
4: Maybe Albert and Peggy haven't been here for long enough. Ace, they've been here for a hundred years. Do you think the doctor would inflict that even on his worst enemies? No,
3: you're right. Something must have happened to him.
2: Time's going backwards. But it shouldn't be happening yet, should it? Yes, my dear. You see, while we might not be able to escape the time loop, we have learned how to control it.
1: Backwards
2: and forwards.
1: Forwards and
2: backwards. Round and round we go. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want? Why have you brought us here? Haven't you worked it out? We weren't trying to bring you here. We were trying to bring the Doctor here. But you were disappointed when we walked out of the TARDIS instead. As disappointed as you were when a few short moments later the TARDIS departed without you.
1: The Doctor choosing to abandon his companions just as he abandoned us a hundred years ago.
3: The Doctor wouldn't leave us here to die. He wouldn't! Then why not put it to the test?
1: Call him. What do you mean, call him? He must have given you some means of
2: summoning the TARDIS. Don't you think if we had, we would have done it already? Sounds to me like he wanted to be rid of you.
3: If the Doctor knew we were here, he'd come and find us. I know he would. Then call him. We can't. We don't have any way of contacting him.
1: You do? The radio. The radio? You can not use it to send
2: him a message. No! If that's what you want us to do, we won't help you. We thought you might say that. Stop!
1: We have it in our power to make you experience the instant of destruction a hundred times over. A
2: thousand times over.
1: The agony of being burned alive by the scorching heat of a nuclear explosion over and over again.
2: We will make you suffer just as the doctor made us suffer. Ace, we don't have any choice.
3: All right, I'll do it. Doctor, this is Ace and Hex. We're trapped inside this pocket dimension thing with a couple of former elder gods. Please, wherever you are, come and get us out of here!
1: Oh, dear...
2: It seems he doesn't want to answer. I can't hear the sound of his TARDIS. Can you? No.
1: Then wherever the doctor is, either he doesn't know you're here or he doesn't care.
2: If the
4: doctor heard that message, he would be on his way. Unless you were
2: right and something's happened to him. Either way, he's not coming to save you. And there's no one else who can.
0: If an attack with nuclear weapons is expected You will hear the following sound (laughs) You will hear
8: (laughs) Damage from (laughs) In that feud, he rejoiced not What the hell? It's reciting poetry. poetry He's coming He has
2: answered our call at last Who has? It is the voice of our salvation. Who? Who are you talking about? It is the
1: one we serve. It is Moloch. Moloch?
8: I have come, my children. I have come to set you free.
5: Take shelter.
0: Do not panic. Stay calm. This is not a test. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Air Attack uh, warning. Go to the uh, fold-out. It's booth. no good. It break. Do not panic. Can't you it or take calm. Give us a knife. This is not a test.
1: I think I've got it. Uh, Air Attack. Uh,
6: Yes! Nothing you do can alter or delay the course of events. The Doctor? The time loop will continue until I return and deactivate it. Until then, you must remain here and learn what it is to be human. Find out how it feels to suffer as a human suffers. Find out how it feels to fear as a human fears. Find out what it feels like to die.
4: (laughs) So the Doctor's behind it all. That makes sense. What do you mean? Well, this is just his style, isn't it? It's not enough to defeat the bad guys. He has to punish them. What's wrong with that? Well, who died and put him in charge? What right does he have to hand out judgment? You make him sound like a monster. No, it's just that sometimes he gets so close to the monsters, it's hard to tell them apart.
1: Peggy! We have to go down into the basement
2: now All right, no need to raise your
3: voice What about you two? What difference does it make? We know we can't die here
2: Just because you will be brought back to life Doesn't mean you won't suffer You don't want to stay up here, love I did it once And believe me, being burned alive isn't much fun All right, you've convinced me
1: Down the steps, quick And into the refuge
2: Albert So all right, love come here,
1: beside you Here
3: we go again
1: are you all right?
2: I don't like it. Make it stop. Oh,
1: shit, it's all right, dear. I'm with you. Albert, I'm shaking. That's just shock, Peggy.
3: Love, uh, that's all. I still can't believe the Doctor's behind all this. The Doctor? Your friend?
4: Yeah. We think he's the one who created the time loop. He must have
3: had a good reason to keep you two locked up. So maybe you should start talking. You think he imprisoned us here?
1: We didn't even know about the doctor until you mentioned him.
4: Yeah,
3: so you say. Ace, what are you doing? (sighs) There's no point in hanging round down here.
4: But you can't go upstairs. The radiation...
3: Bring it on, that's what I say. Are you coming or not?
4: (sighs) Whoa, the blast burns everything to a crisp. Just like before. What are you looking for? I just want a chance to think
3: without those two around. Albert and Peggy? If that's their real names. What do we really know about them? Only what they've told us.
4: And of the human.
3: No. You heard the Doctor's message. Whoever this prison is for, he designed it to make them feel what it's like to be human. Maybe the Doctor made them human. The Fallout the warning?
0: After a but, explosion, explosion, there a but
3: if they weren't human, what are they? And even I don't know. But there must be some way of finding out. The radio? The Doctor made a recording deliberately. Maybe we didn't hear all of it. Knife? Oh, thanks. If I could just force it open...
6: This is the Earth that resulted from your interference. Well, not the entire planet, just the surrounding five miles or so. All sealed within a pocket
2: dimension. Doctor, what have you done? What have I done? You think the Doctor will come for them? You don't think he might abandon his friends rather than release us?
1: There was always that possibility. It will be interesting to find out. Your first priority is
0: to make a fallout room to protect you from radioactive fallout.
2: You see, Doctor? The morning of the last day before the war? Yes. It seems I must have miscalculated... So
1: we are successful
2: in diverting the course of history. Resulting in the absolute destruction of the planet Earth.
6: Yes. Except, of course, this isn't the Earth. What? You were right. I was bluffing. I just had to make you doubt things enough so that you'd want to go and check. What do you mean? This isn't the Earth? This is the Earth that resulted from your interference. Well, not the entire planet, just the surrounding five miles or so, all sealed within a pocket dimension. Doctor, what have you done? What have I done? I've got you in a trap of your own making. Two future timelines. All I had to do was make sure that you ended up in the wrong one. You cannot hope to imprison us. Ah, I'm afraid you won't be able to time travel out of here. You're no longer elder gods, you're human beings.
1: Human beings? These mortal bodies we inhabit, who are they?
6: A delightful couple I met called Albert and Peggy Marsden. Well, I mean, not the real Albert and Peggy. The real Albert and Peggy are safe and sound in a version of history where the nuclear war never took place.
5: Albert, cup of tea?
1: Thanks, Wolf. I've just finished Oh, we'll hey, look. We'll have roses all along the edge of the lawn come spring.
2: Can you hear that? Sounds like a Raymond's car. Yes. Very
1: early. You'll have to make another pot.
6: No, you're looking out through the eyes of the alternative Albert and Peggy from the timeline you created. But why? Why? To give you a chance to walk in their shoes. You are condemning us both to death. Not quite. I've time looped this pocket dimension so no matter what happens, you always end up back at square one. Nothing you do can alter or delay the course of events. What has happened, will happen, must happen.
2: You intend to trap us here forever? For all eternity?
6: The time loop will continue until I return and deactivate it. Until then, you must remain here and learn what it is to be human. Find out how it feels to suffer as a human suffers. Find out how it feels to fear as a human fears. Find out what it feels like to die.
2: How long must we wait?
6: However long it takes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have two friends who'll be beginning to wonder where I've got to. I'd start work
1: on that fallout shelter if I were you. You cannot leave us, Doctor. You cannot. Have you no mercy? No compassion? No pity? Doctor! Doctor!